into pockets. 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 This is a podcast where we explore the pockets of movies and life. I'm Jennifer Miller, and I'm joined with my beautiful friend Fabian Ojeda. Yep. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am. New Year's Eve, I missed you, but it was a good, frolicking good time. I think I made a, a huge mistake. I'm just saying. I hope my friends don't hear this. I made the wrong choice, perhaps. Oh. I'm just saying. We won't go into detail. We won't go into yeah, detail. But yeah. you were missed. Know that. Yeah. I, I started my, my, my new year with regret. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That's all right. I had, um, we were 50 people, and that was a lot. And I found myself on the stairs by myself a few times, like a deer in the headlights. Like, <laughs> what do I do? There's a lot of energy what in this house. But everyone's lovely, and it was fine. But uh, We had... A total of eight people, so yeah, okay. big difference. Big difference. Yeah. Well, I did have a friend say that she came here, and then her and her husband left to go to another one, and there were four people there, and, they and regretted she was it like, too. why? With yep. four people and their kids. <laughs> uh, she was like, uh, not that there's anything wrong with kids. We no, love kids. we love kids. Kids are great. We love them. Um, so... We, I know we need to wait for the movie segment, so I'm not going to bring up what I've watched, but I'm trying to think if I have anything exciting. I don't think I do. I guess we should just get right to our wonderful, odd, weird stories from around the world. This is a part of the podcast, everyone, where we kind of discuss odd or bizarre stories or even wonderful headlines that we've discovered from around the world or even from history. Because we we do find these things, and we send them to each other. Like, yes. Can you believe or, this? Can you believe yes. this? We do that throughout the week, and where we find it, something fascinating or interesting and we send it to each other and then you know decide oh this could be a nice interesting subject because exactly we love to talk so, exactly yeah. no and it's and it's wonderful i love it um so go ahead tell us what this uh topic is this one was really fascinating it was um something i'd seen on instagram but i had already read about it in like scientific something whatever it was some i had no idea whatever but the article was about our eyes and how our eyes can detect far more shades of green than any other color. It's a super sense. Uh, it's part of our evolutionary past, and it allowed us to distinguish between different types of plants. Like, we needed it for survival. We right. needed to uh, be able to see lighter which colors, dangerous, darker which colors, was, right. so that we could tell what was poisonous, what wasn't right, poisonous. Exactly. But what's, it, what's really interesting is that the color green is something that changed us biologically. Our our need to um, to see it clearly and see it as well as we did actually changed our human through history evolutionary wise changed the way we are. We have three three uh, cones in in our eyes the way that we detect light and it's red, green and blue. That's what RGB. You know when you're looking at your, yeah. at your screen that's yeah. RGB. Green is the one that is in the middle. It's the one that is the easiest for us to, to process. And it's the one that the sun, you, would, you wouldn't know it, but it's the one that the sun uh, def uh, reflects back to us the most. Wow. I know, it's crazy. It's and, fascinating. And what's fascinating about the color green, not only do we need it for survival, they've discovered that because we've evolved with it in having to hunter-gatherer times, that the color green can relax us you can go into a room that is green or when you walk through a forest or you walk through someplace your your um blood pressure everything drops oh, everything yeah. relaxes I, I believe it says that the heart starts regulating and uh, yeah. Can, yeah i just want to add before you finish um 
I live in California and I love California, but when I go to New Jersey to visit my family, I sit in the back seat because I'm usually being sure. driven and I annoy the hell out of my siblings because all I do is look out the window and say, it's just so green. Everything is so green well, and beautiful. Well, we don't get that so and much here. There's an emotional and physiological sure. response I think sure. that I'm having that I didn't realize was real until I read this. Well, I think that what you're talking about would relate to the cognitive and psychological impact of the color. And there's mm. there's a theory that our prolonged exposure to green landscapes over millennia has made green a calming and restorative color for humans, mm. possibly explaining why many people find natural green environments soothing. Mm. Um, they find that it's the best color for uh, rooms, hospital rooms, anything so that patients can heal faster wow. and stay relaxed. I didn't look this up. But I have a feeling that green rooms, when you talk about a green room at a theater, yes, you, people see in the green room, down the, actor. the actor especially, and visually helps them because once they're on stage and the you know everything is black and they've I got the lights. I didn't that. either, but I'm pretty sure that if we look yes. it up, the green room is associated. Somebody with this. knew about this. You know what else right. is interesting about green? Irish background, you? Yeah, Kelly Green. It's considered lucky in some cultures. It's considered yes. money. It's and throughout history it's been associated with prosperity or yeah. envy green with envy or oh, you're you look green today you know like you're sick. not feeling well yeah. it's a big deal. it's a prominent color it for is. people for it humans is. It is. yeah it's maybe the most important i'm gonna go with the most important let's color. say it's the most it is. important more than anything yeah okay. i like it that's that's really really interesting though what you got um i want to talk about green more but all right let's move on um so this one we've titled, We Are All Renters, another one that Fabe sent me. Uh, on the podcast, Crying Behind Sunglasses, Barry Katz shared a story that was told to him by a close associate of Frank Sinatra, Tom Dreesen, who was Frank's opening act for 15 years. He was going, Frank was going out the back of a hotel to his limo, and he heard this woman screaming, Frank, Frank, and he looked at his friend Tom, and he was like, what's with that woman? Let's try to do Frank's voice. Yeah. What's with that woman? No, the yeah, Tom said, what's you could with just, that woman? Right, and you could just hear that that's... Frank knew Frank what was asked, with her. Yeah. No, Frank asked Tom what's oh, with that woman. Oh, okay. And the bellman said, she's been waiting for five hours to see you. Frank opens the door of the limo, goes over to her and asks, what's up, honey? You can just see, Frank. I can, totally. Can't, can't you? What's up, honey? And she told him that her husband was sick and she just wanted an autograph to, to, to give to him to make him feel a little bit better. So Frank signs the autograph then he takes off his cufflinks and hands them to her. And he says, here, honey, give them to your husband for me. And he goes back to the limo, and Tom says, Frank, what are you doing? Those are your favorite cufflinks. You spent like $5,000 on them. And Frank looked at him, and he said, we're renting. And Tom said, what are you talking about? And Frank said, Tom, when I die, somebody is going to be wearing my cufflinks. Somebody's going to be living in my house. Somebody's going to be driving my car. Somebody's going to be spending my money. If I have something I can't, something and I can't give it away, then it has no value to me. Mm. I love that story. I love it because it really does sound like Frank. Like, because I think we all think we know Frank yeah. through all the interviews but, and songs. Yeah, and, you know. yeah, yeah. But that's uh, uh, that isn't that just a a, a testament to the, oh. the effect and the power he's had on yes. on culture and oh, how everybody absolutely. feels like that they know they him. I was listening over the holiday to a live concert album that Peter had on his phone, and just the way he bantered with the audience, yeah. like just so yeah. like. Yeah. And um, I it, it, this reminded me, my aunt Ronnie was an usher on Broadway, 
And one day, Jackie Gleason came in with a woman on each arm. Wow. And she was showing them to their seats. And they were gorgeous, like tall blondes. And the woman said, oh, I've lost my earring. And Jackie Gleason took the earring from her other ear off, handed it to my Aunt Ronnie, and said, here, doll, if you find the other one, they're yours. Wow. Isn't that a great story? Yeah. I remember her telling that's me that. That's nice. Having tea in her kitchen. Wow. Yeah. That's nice. It's pretty cool, she right? She made a necklace out of that single earring. I know. I, I know. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's sweet. But it's nice to know, you know, there's, of course, of course, every one of us can be an asshole on a day, right? But I think Frank's legacy, just to do that and to have that message, and also, like, to go back to the poetry of that, we're all renting. It speaks to generosity. It speaks to lack of, uh, of you know, selfishness and I don't know it's just really moving it is and it's it's deep yeah you know just to bring it back to maybe I don't know I don't know how long ago she wrote this song maybe 20 years ago Dido has a song called Life for Rent and it's the same thing it's the the theme is the same I love Dido and I don't know if you I know the song you guys listen to Dido Life for Rent this is oh. your homework for the week you yes. listen to this song and I'm telling you you'll get something out of it because if your life is for rent I won't tell you anymore. I'm, just listen okay, to those lyrics. I'm They're be just listening. beautiful. It's really a great song. I love Dido. Me Gosh, too. I haven't thought of her in a long time. I know. That's a whole other interesting story. Don't even get me started on her. Yes. She's fascinating. Her name is like, she has five five names. Her Dido is short for... Oh, really? Uh, yeah, she's... Like she's, Greek or something? Like She that. comes from a family, like a wealthy family, and she had, her brothers also got this really, really long name. They're pretty fascinating. Okay. She's pretty cool. I think she's a cool a cool lady. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. We're going to move on to movie time, and uh, I just wanted to start out by asking you, because we're still, you know, we're out of the holiday season, but we're still close enough to Christmas to bring it up. Christmas is also mentioned in one of our agony auntie and uncle letters, but... Um, Good Grief with Dan Levy. I just was so moved by that movie. Me too. Yeah. I loved it. It it was not uh it was not saccharine. It didn't pander. No, exactly. It was very honest. In fact, some of the characters really annoyed me because they were so real. Like, oh, I know that person, the girl. The girl, the Irish girl, yeah. she was in Preacher. Did you watch the show Preacher? I watched that first season, the first episode. God, you Gotta She's keep really going great. With it. She's, She's great. amazing. She didn't used to be on a TV show, right? An American TV show. No. She's I've not. only, I only, she may have. I've only recognized her from Preacher. And the Irish accent, I, I think the Irish accent was a little, um, I don't think that's her natural accent. But yeah, wasn't she nominated for an Oscar? I thought she was nominated for an Oscar. Hold on, I'm going to yes, find out. Look well, it up. You're, you're look keep, it up. All right, just, I'll keep. Um, yeah. Anyway, Good Grief, amazing. You know, I think about. Um, I can't remember his last name. Billy on the Street guy. Oh yeah, Billy Eichner and Billy his movie Eichner. Bros. His movie. He really wanted a. He, like I remember. I, first of all, I say that I thought the same thing. I, I think the exact same thing you're yeah. about to say about about I, the comparisons yes. with these two it's, and why this was successful and the other one was not. We are saying that. Yeah, I love us. No, first day of Billy on the Street, I said to Peter, "This guy is going to go far," and he was Amazing. like, "I don't know what you're yeah. talking about." I'm like, "I'm telling you right now, it is." And Elena and him on the street, it's hilarious. The old New York woman, but I think he was too pushy and too like Dan. Daniel Levy just comes at stuff with such uh, quiet grace. He does. And also, the thing with Daniel Levy is, he—I think I even read this in an interview—it's not a topic being gay. It's not. It's that's Never. not. That's not the it's star of whatever he's not at in. All. 
Absolutely. That's an aside. And it I is. think that's, that's why what I love the success about yeah. happens with something like yeah. this. He's not, he doesn't throw anything in anyone's face ever. Right. Ever. And no. that's the difference I with know. Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner is, what? What in about it? Face. Like he's, he's in, in your face. face. New York Jew, I think, right? He and he really Which wants I lo- to. You know, who I, who I love New York Jews, but I'm just saying. Um, the guy that starred with him in that show, the one who di- the one who passed in the beginning, the husband. Yeah. God, what is his name? Him. Luke something? Yeah, Wilson. No, no, not no. Wilson. It's, um, uh, you know, like the guy from Captain America. He's got the same Evans. Luke, Luke Evans. Evans. Captain America. <laughs> That's I love. Also, I realized, did I, tell, did I say this last podcast? I realized that you and I spend a lot of time in our podcast saying, what was the name of that guy? Oh, my God, all the time. <laughs> so anyway, we're old. We're doing our best. We can't anyway, remember everything. Luke Evans was in The Alienist. Did you happen to catch that show? My sister told me to watch oh, it. She said it Fabian was fantastic. It is Guys, watch The Alienist. Yeah, I love that show. Great. In fact, I'm going to rewatch it, I think. But anyway, what did you find out about the girl that plays the she actress? She was nominated for an Oscar. What she was movie? nominated for an oh, Oscar. Oh, the movie with the black and Loving. white. Loving, yes. Loving. Wow. Ruth, is her name Ruth something? Yeah, Nega. Ruth Nega, yes. And she is Irish. And she is Irish and she's after Irish. all, so it wasn't a fake accent. But you know what? Don't I'd I feel the fool. I'd forgotten that she was in Ad Astra with Brad that. Pitt. She was the one. She was the one on the moon, or no, the one on Mars. The woman on what? Oh, this movie is so good. If you've got daddy issues, no, I mean it. And everyone who and knows every, me knows. Come on, everyone at the end of the day might have some daddy. I have issues. daddy issues, and everybody, everyone I know who knows me knows that. But this movie is all about daddy issues, and the daddy is someone else we talked about. Tell me, fucking Lee Jones plays his dad the eyes of Laura Laura and he was a dick in this movie and Brad Pitt has to come to terms with you know his relationship with his dad and it all takes place in space and it is beautifully filmed it's some of the most I've never seen oh don't miss it I think I watched it twice in one week I loved it so much beautiful movie Beautiful movie. All right. Goes by very, very quickly. It's and he's really good in it. Okay. Cause I'm not normally a sci fi oh, but, but it's, but it's more it. than sci fi. It's more than sci fi. It's really okay. it's really okay. him processing awesome. his relationship with his father. I love that. It's very good. It's like up there with for like with gravity <sighs> for me. I and I love gravity. Oh. That I told you, Peter, I have a great fear of space. And Peter was like, Jen, you got to come see this trailer. And he made me watch that trailer. And we got in a mad. I was like, why would you effing show me this? But then I watched the movie and it was such a beautiful movie. Sandra Bullock. And how about her husband, her boyfriend, her husband partner passing? Yeah. Feels very sorry for her. There's a sadness that lingers around her. But she's a hell of an actress. Yeah, but you know, I think she doesn't come across. To me, as a sad person. Oh no, person she doesn't wear it on her sleeve. No, no, I just mean an S. Like, just like yeah. I just wish she's a good person. She, she's got yeah. a great reputation in Hollywood. She's never had anything. No issues. And remember she's, the whole scandal when she won the Oscar with that guy that cheated on her. What was his name? The oh, I can't stupid idiot. idiot. I'm glad we can't remember yeah, his name. He shouldn't be remembered. No. All right. So what happens to guys in in our lives is that I'll text Fabian late at night and be like. There's a Columbo episode on. This one's with Jack Cassidy. And then we'll just go off on a rant about Jack Cassidy. But I don't know. If you guys haven't watched the original Columbo episodes from the 1970s, I can't recommend it enough. You know, a rainy Sunday, throw one on. The one I was watching recently was with Jack Cassidy, who's 
David Cassidy's dad. And Sean Cassidy's true, dad. And Sean Cassidy's dad. Shirley Jones's, Jones's ex-husband. Husband. The father of her children. Exactly. Yeah. And um, when, when I, when, of course, I'm Googling madly while I'm watching it. Stunned to find out that this was in 1971. And they say it's season one, episode one, but it isn't. It's like the third episode because the first one, murder by something, prescription murder, was not included in the original series. But Steven Spielberg directed the Jack Cassidy episode. And in reading, um, I, I read, tragically, cause you had known, but I didn't. In, so that was in 1971, he did the first episode. In 1976, he did the second episode where he played the magician. And um, that was called Now You See Me. That's that episode. 1976, that's the same year he died. He called Shirley. He was living in an apartment in L.A., I think off Sunset or something. And he called her and asked her to go for drinks. And she said no. She, I guess she wasn't in the mood. Fell asleep with a cigarette. Burned. They had to identify his body through dental records. Right. Tragic. Because, yeah. not to be terrible, he had great teeth. Like, yeah. Do you remember those? Yeah, but not only that. I mean, you know what it makes me think of? The, the Suzanne Vega song. The Tom Steiner, she that she's reading the paper. It was about an actor who had died while he was sleeping. And I always, oh whenever she says that God. line, I always think of David. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Jack Cassidy. Jack Cassidy. Always, it's the first thing I think of. I'm like, I wonder if that's who she's talking about. It was an actor who died while he was sleeping. Wow. But I knew about this. My mom knew this story. We we lived in Hollywood when that happened. So. Oh, my mom, babe. I knew I knew so many things that I shouldn't have known when I was a kid. Like, I my know. mom's the one who told me that Jim Neighbors and Rock Hudson had gotten married oh. in Hawaii. Like, <laughs> you know, which they didn't, I don't think. But, you know, they were, they're gay. Were they lovers? I believe they were lovers, yes. I don't see Rock Hudson and Jim Neighbors together. Yeah. Well, I think Jim Neighbors played dumb, but I think he was a really handsome. Remember his singing? Do you remember the records? No. You don't remember? No. Oh, my God. And in L.A., there were commercials for his And he had this very deep, deep voice. I love you. And he would just do this Babe. Jim Neighbors records. Oh, my God. It was like a K-Tel thing. Oh, God. Oh. And the Rock Hudson documentary, The Torment of Men in, in that time, I yeah. think, being gay. Yeah. Like just It's sure. tragic. It is. And they had it better than the generation before them. And the, you know what I, I mean? Know. It's a weird, it's a weird thing. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on from Columbo. But before we do, I must, I must. I love Robert Culp and his episodes of Columbo. He was in three of them. And I love that they, the balls on them to, let's have the same actor play three yeah. different people. Yeah, three they, do that. they do that all the time, though. Remember? I know. Yes. In Mission Impossible, it was the same actor every season <laughs> that played the horrible like, scientist. There were like 12 character good actors guy. right, for that for sure. period. They were all the character yes. actors yes. playing all yes. of the roles. It was awesome. And people were stupid enough to say, God, you're yeah, familiar, I know. but I don't I know, know who that right. is. Exactly. Yeah. Huh. Right. Is, you mean Liberace's gay? I had no idea <laughs> growing up that Liberace was freaking gay. Anyway. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. My dad worked at the Pacific Design Center, right, in West Hollywood. This is gay central. He worked at the Pacific Design Center selling furniture. This was Italian furniture, and he, this place was with his Italian friend. And Liberace came into his showroom. Are you serious? I swear to God, but this is Was the funny thing. Was he decked out? Listen okay, to go, this. Go, go, go. This is 1979. I think I just started my freshman year in high school. And he tells him, this is before I even came out to my parents. And he tells Liberace, my son loves you. Would you mind writing a, <laughs> auto, signing an autograph for me? Which he did. 
Yeah. He, and he signed an autograph <laughs> to Fabian. Oh my god! With, and you know his signature was gorgeous. I wish Dad, I still. St- I oh wish I still gosh, had it. Do you know what? He signed. I think oh I. Oh my god! Yeah, when I moved yeah, with all yeah, my records. I know. It happened. He signed it, and he, when he signed it, he signed a piano with a candelabra on it. That was his whole thing. It was beautiful. Anyway, but I, Liberace. My dad knew he was gay and knew I was gay before I knew I was gay. So there you go. Oh. My son loves you. What? <laughs> I do. <laughs> right Fabian oh man all right I could talk about that for an hour but that'll be another time um okay another one last thing about Colombo it's one of my favorite memories I was in my 40s when I was finally able to go to Paris my husband had a business trip and I was able to tag along and I couldn't sleep I had jet lag and it was I was up late one night and I'm flipping the channels and there is Colombo with the French dubbed dubbed in French and I and it was raining and I was like Heaven, I'm in Was it heaven. perfection? It was perfection. There was probably really. something really comforting and completely because probably our, seeing it. Yeah, you know, hearing and sound, but not like you're filling in the blanks for what yeah, they're saying. Oh, and you probably had seen it enough times. You knew saying. what they I were saying. I knew exactly what they were saying. Yeah. It just sounded but prettier. It was, like, it was like a give. Let's give her an even bigger gift yeah. than the Eiffel Tower. That's let's nice. throw Colombo yeah. and she'll yeah. be yeah. set. That's great. It was really. That's nice. It was really, really lovely. We um, never talked about Mrs. Colombo, did we? Because you see, I didn't grow up with Columbo, oh, but in didn't. 1979, Mrs. Columbo came out. Yeah. It was only one season. The Broadway star, the woman. Kate Mulgrew, who oh, was Kate. in. She oh. was the oh, first. Oh, yeah. She was the, the first Trek. Star Trek. She was the first Kate female. Kate Mulgrew was Mrs. Columbo. With that voice. With I know. That voice. That voice. So, but what's really interesting about Mrs. Columbo is the people who produced and wrote Columbo were completely dead set against this. They didn't want the studio to come out with this. They said it's a bad idea because in the in Colombo he always says Mrs. Colombo at home would love you your never autograph. See her. You never see her. Right. You don't know her first name. It's always right. Mrs. Colombo. Right. So they decide that they're going to introduce Mrs. Colombo as a TV show because his had already stopped. It came back later, but it stopped. Yeah, it came back later badly. But and anyway, so yeah. he, even he was dead set against it. He would never wow. advertise for it. No, no one associated wanted anything to do with it. So it did not do well. Did you like it? Loved it. We watched it really? as a family. No, really? We did. And the interesting thing is that Kate, Kate Mulgrew, Mulgrew has an eight-year-old wait. daughter in it, right? Wow. She Odd. Okay. an eight-year-old daughter, and she talks about her husband, but she's 24 years old. She's wait, 24 years serious? old. Yeah. And she has an eight-year-old daughter. And she wasn't older playing younger. She was about that age. She was 24. Oh, probably okay. playing even older. Probably that? playing older. She was okay. probably playing a 32-year-old. But she was 24. And it makes him look like he yes. married her when she was yes. 10. Yes, a and, child rapist. And he's a lot, lot older, too. Yes. And um, the, so things were not going no. well with this. It ended up changing name from... Kate Colombo to Kate Callahan, and she's a divorcee. All while Within the show was the same going, season. Yeah, those writers must have been like you're fucking. They had to figure out a way yes. to get past this so that yes. she had no relation to Colombo. And then they, I think his first name was Frank Colombo. Okay. In this one, they named it was Peter Colombo. They said when they started to do the change, and then it, she became a divorcee. Colombo's first name was supposed to be Frank. Yeah. I never knew yeah. that. It was in one episode. Of Colombo, where you know that his name was Frank. There was How something. I've watched so many episodes. I just so many read times. about this somewhere. I'll, I I'll need to find yes. out about it. 
But his name was Frank Columbo. Oh, my God. I know. Well, I told you this today because we are constantly texting about our old stuff, but um, Peter Falk, John Cassavetes, Gina Rollins. Gina Rollins. Imagine being able to go. I told you that my Aunt Teresa went to high, uh, high school in the Bronx at St. Simon's Stock with the three of them. Wow. And I would ask her, like, what were they like? And she, they were neighborhood boys to her, yeah. so they, she yeah. meant, they meant yeah. nothing. She was like, they were fine. They were from the neighborhood. Yeah. But uh, how, imagine being at a dinner table with those guys in in the prime, like with oh, the raucous yeah. drinking and the smoking. smoking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that just be magical, uh, Fabian? And I, I just fingers crossed that John Cassavetes isn't an asshole. I just fear that he was an ass in real life. God, I don't know. I it seems not. like it was ego, maybe, but I don't think he was a dick. That's true. I, I think ego driven. Right. He came here for. He had directed a movie, and he came for a Q and A or something. What was That's, his movie? Really, I wasn't. It I was, didn't live here. This then. was before. It wasn't even the film festival. It was. Do you remember? It wasn't even that long ago. It was like within the last thirty years. It's a long time, but it isn't really. I know. Not when you're I my know. age. Um, it was. Do you remember when you'd get a invitation? You'd say that it's a, it's a pre-screening, and then they would have people come, and then you'd fill out a questionnaire. No. What? It all the, at the Paseo Nuevo. I lived in Jersey. Paseo Nuevo. Paseo Nuevo. Oh my god. And they would show movies before they're released to them the the public. So they, they could get people's opinion. It was, you know, to get uh, to see, well, yeah, what yeah. did you not like? That's I didn't like the they, ending. Oh, yeah, that's and how they, And he had yeah. done one of the movies, and he was there for one of those things. Wow. I have to remember what that movie was. Did you see him visually? Yeah. Like, he's tall. He he's was really? Tall, yeah. Well, she's tall, so yeah. that makes sense. He's tall, and you, he looks exotic. I know. I just... I know his son went on to direct and produce That's a lot what I'm of talking movies. about. Yeah, the son. Oh, the son is who you're talking about. Yeah. I thought you were talking about John. No, 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 no. Oh, this is the son. Okay. No, 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 God. no. That's John. I was like, he was already dead, I yeah, think. I was, I don't like, know. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm not putting it together. No, no, no. Okay. The son. The son who actually had All something right. to do with um, Sofia Coppola and doing something with uh, Marie Antoinette. I mean, he's the two of them are okay. related, I think, in a way. Really? Aren't they? I don't know. I don't know. So, <laughs> well, related in the sense that their whole family is yes. movie people. All right. All right. Um, and again, one other thing I just want to bring up. You had texted me recently that you had read that Bob yes. Keane had Cary Grant in mind yeah. when he was coming up with the idea of Bruce yeah. Wayne. How cool is, it is. that? Because it was 1938, and, and uh, Cary Grant was really had just come into his fame. Really yeah, becoming really absolutely. Famous. And he had seen him in something, and he said, that's what Bruce Wayne, that's Bruce Wayne. He wanted him to be debonair, and he was gorgeous, perfectly combed, yes. and just looked like a complete playboy. That you know, the yeah. perfect man, and that's who he, he thought of. Yeah. Well, you know the famous quote of Cary Grant when he says, "Everyone wants to be Cary Grant. I would love to be Cary Grant." Right. Um, there's a show. I, I don't have BritBox, but I may subscribe uh, just to see, this, see yeah. Archie. I yeah, mean, I Diane Cannon, which is interesting. You know, you wonder. I wonder, like. I don't know. He fascinated me. I know that he was with Sophia Loren, but she chose the Italian director. And then he had other marriages. But his types were very interesting to me. And I think Diane Cannon is gorgeous, especially today. God bless. I don't know what's happening there. Somebody's setting her I think up. it's formaldehyde she has in her veins. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't drink alcohol anymore. No. Just formaldehyde. <laughs> For real. They, I mean, she looks 
fantastic, but she's also like, you know, 99? No, that's terrible. But they do cover, if you notice, her arms are completely covered. She wears, you know, her neck is kind of covered. So, you know, but the face And there's nothing wrong with it. Not at all. There isn't. Yeah, but you you do your best. Golden Globes. Seeing, seeing, seeing um, Annette Bening and Julianne Moore together. Those are women who have not doing anything. They are just aging gracefully and beautifully. You can tell Julianne Moore doesn't go in the sun at all because it's yeah. the sun that yeah. gets you out yeah. here. And they look amazing. And they, and they, they are. look and great. They, and Annette Bening, I watched that swim movie. Did you watch it? No, I couldn't. Peter didn't either. I watched it. The acting with Jodie Foster and her, and also it is. like I was, by the way, I watched it, but I was like cleaning my closet, yeah, cleaning yeah. the bedroom. It's a great background I heard they're good movie. together. Fantastic. And the, and the woman in real life, I wish I could remember her name again. Another Nyad. thing I love about our show, Nyad. I mean, the, I mean to keep trying to do that. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. jellyfish on the face. I mean, I'm out. Wow. I am out. Really? Oh God! Ew. It attached to her face, and that was the second time she failed. It took her like three or four tries to wow. get to this. I don't have it in me, Fave. I wow. just I no, can just barely either. get to the food store, make dinner, <laughs> yeah. you know, get it all I done. I need immediate gratification. <laughs> yes, exactly. Sorry. That's why I like vacuuming. Anyway. Um, <laughs> All right, in this portion of our show, thank you for um, listening indulging to that, us indulging that us. Yeah. Um, in this portion, guys, we uh, we use the British term, agony and anti-uncle. I'm sorry, agony, anti, and uncle. And we respond to anyone seeking advice. As in our previous episodes, we've borrowed these questions from the internet. But we do have an email now, and we would love it if you would write in to seek some advice from us, and we can give our two cents. The email is pocketspod, P-O-C-K-E-T-S-P-O-D, at gmail.com. That's pocketspod.com. Write in. Let us answer your some questions for you and give you some great advice in life. Even if it's about your friends, quote-unquote. Quote, I'm doing air quotes. My friend. Exactly. And even if it's shit advice, write in. All yeah. right, babe, you're up. All right, I got this one. I was lucky enough to win a significant amount of money in the lottery a few months ago, just over one million. Lucky you. I know. Sadly, in today's world, that's nowhere near enough to allow me to retire anytime soon. Really? I know. But it's enough that I can feel confident I won't find myself falling on hard times. I tried to keep keep the win as quiet as possible, having heard all kinds of horror stories about past winners who suddenly found old acquaintances from high school getting in touch to ask for a handout. But I did tell my immediate family. Also, I wanted to share the wealth, as it were, with my loved ones. So I planned a luxury vacation in the Bahamas for all 13 of us, complete with flights and a villa that I booked and paid for with my winnings. The trip was amazing, but towards the end, it started to feel like some of my family members were expecting more. They kept asking whether I had any quote-unquote big surprises planned for the end of the trip or whether I was planning to do something over the top to bring the vacation to a close. I'm really pissed. I mean, I spent tens of thousands of dollars taking them on vacation, and that wasn't good enough. A part of me wants to cut them off, all off for good with a flip of the bird, but then this guilty feeling creeps up inside me, and I start to think maybe they were right. Should I mail them all cash for Christmas and just be done with it? From Weary of Wealth. Mm. I don't think so. I, You know what? I really try to be in a place of gratitude, and mm-hmm. I think her family sucks and I think, I think you just don't mention it again yeah. if they bring it up then you can just say listen 
I don't owe you anything. No. I, you know, it, this is crazy to me. It seems that that's the nature of people. I mean, Whoopi Goldberg has mentioned a few times in, in, in interviews I've read where her family just come, you know, anytime there's money, they come out of the woodwork. Sure. And they expect it. Um, who was I? Oh, gosh, I was listening to some podcast, and it was, they became successful, and a cousin from out of nowhere came, yeah. and, and he was like, it was asking, I, I, uh, I have a brain tumor, I need money. And he was like, well, can I send you to some doctors? Yeah. I can get you a good, yeah. and they were pissed, and they, they were clearly lying, like they right. just wanted the money. Right. It's sad, Faye, That's because so I feel lame. like greed is a is But a it destroys families it all does. the time. It really does. Even, even if it isn't that <clears throat> amount of money, even when somebody <clears throat> passes and you have siblings who are all fighting for possessions of, you know, mm-hmm. families or, or property or things like that. It's, yeah. it's ugly. And it's, in, in my opinion, the people that are doing that are the ones that are going to spend the money until it's sure. gone. They're not going to look they at look it like at an it investment. They look at it as free money, for exactly. sure. Exactly, and they for don't sure. have any respect. Right. And I feel sorry for them because what do you do? I mean, are you compelled to share if you win? I don't think you should be compelled to share with 10 other people if you win the lottery, even if they're blood, you can be kind. Do you fantasize? Do you fantasize about it? I fantasize about it all the time. If I, I came I into a in lot of money, what I would, would I do? If I came into enough a lot, yeah. I would absolutely bail out a couple of siblings Me too. And, and cousins Me too, and, and, sure. and nephews and nieces. For sure. Without a doubt. For sure. After that, no, like safe yeah. real estate investments, yeah. like safe investments, yeah. like, let's say. Yeah. Um, but but you're right. Like it's it's known that the lottery has been known to destroy lives yeah. and people go through the money and yeah. I say do not send them any money for I Christmas. Agree. Not even send them a card and that's it. Not even should, gifts. A card. Merry Christmas. Should he even should he address it at all? Like should he even should he say anything to no, them? No, because what if he's wrong? What if he feels? What if he thinks that this is what they're thinking and that's and he's. It's his insecurity and his, oh, that's a good you know, point. his guilt of right, like, oh, right. maybe I should have given them more. And he's thinking yeah, yeah. he hears, you know, sometimes you hear somebody say something that's true. and you hear it in a way that right. is misinterpreted. Right. So I wouldn't make that assumption, but if they bring it up, then you, right. you confront them. But I would not bring it up. Yeah. I would. That's smart. Okay. You know, if yeah. they bring it up and say, you know, are, you, are we doing anything else? Are you taking us on another vacation? You know, like the, the following year, hey, are you are we going yeah. on another vacation? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Unless you guys, are you guys going somewhere? I can meet you there. Right. That's what I would do. Right. Are you guys going somewhere? But I agree. I'll like, just there. disengage at this point. You For gave sure. them the gift. You yeah. gave them the good time. And, you For know, sure. Right. Yeah. yeah, they should be so grateful for that. I know, and be yeah. happy for him. Absolutely, I, I am. That's but yeah, the I understand. Thing. Like when you're, when you, I, when, I under, I do understand when you, some family members can live in real poverty, yeah. right? They have a different, completely yeah. different lifestyle. Yeah. So I get like looking at that and saying, oh, it would be so easy. They yeah. wouldn't miss it. But the truth of the matter is, it's not that easy. Yeah. Money is complicated. It is. And there's taxes, death, and taxes, and you know, um, I don't know. I don't care about the, the complications with taxes or anything like that. I don't care. Because if you're going to give it away, you don't care. You're going to give That's away. True. And you know that if I'm giving away $100,000 to a family member, right. I'm giving away $100,000. If yeah. they get 60000 of that because of taxes or whatever, fine. But I know that that's the money that is going out. And that's a whatever really happens good point. and what they do with it right. is on them. They can do whatever that's they want really with it. They can point. spend it all in one day. I don't care. Right. If you're going to do that, that's how you should be with anything that you give to somebody. Yeah. Theoretically, right. It's not easy. 
It's not easy. This Money is... complicates things. I a think lot. that I, I honestly think like I don't know if I would tell anyone if I won. Oh, I think no. I'd keep it quiet. Oh, Dave and I have got this whole thing written. We do not tell anyone. <laughs> not our families. Good. No one. We tell no, no one. one. And then zero. No you one. Fix your life. And, and then you say, Oh, I have some extra. Right. No, I'll say, guess what? Let's go. Let's we do it some in some other way. Yeah. But there is no way we would tell no, anyone. That's that's the smart way. Yeah, you don't. You don't yeah. tell people. You don't. It changes things. It really does. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'd like to find out for for sure. I want to know in real life how that works. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that I to know. happen. Hopefully, I this know. is the year. Um, have have a little more. Um. But we're having that a, is the sound we're, of we're, we're, to this. <laughs> oh yeah, Kendrick. This is the first Kendrick's. a first for us, and it will probably not be repeated. But we're enjoying a little gin on our little podcast tonight. Um, all right. We felt we're not open enough with each other. I know. <laughs> Let's get looser. Yeah. Um, all right, your all right. turn. What so, do you got? Well, mine is juicy. What do you have, all Agony right. Auntie? I've discovered a shocking secret about my boyfriend, and I have no idea what to do about it. We've been living together for a few years now, and it's been great, but he's always been a bit defensive of his personal belongings. Nothing crazy enough to make me concerned, just small incidents like grabbing his phone out of his hands if I pick it up, or being strangely reluctant to let me use his laptop when mine broke. Well, now I know why, oh dear. I was at home working the other day, and my laptop suddenly froze when I was in the middle of an important project that needed to be finished ASAP. I phoned my boyfriend to ask if I could use his on this one rare occasion and he didn't pick up. So I figured I'd just try and log in to get my work done and then put it back without him even realizing. Strangely, given how protective he is of his computer, his password was really easy to guess. And within a few minutes, I had gained access. I really had no intention of doing anything other than just completing my project. But when I pulled up his browser and started typing in a URL, dozens of links to graphic X-rated websites showed up. Of course, I'm not naive enough to think that he's never watched pornography. That's not what shocked me. It was more the content of the porn that I was so horrified by. There were a lot of clips featuring two men and several with some very graphic and violent BDSM. And it wasn't just one or two. When I did some more digging, I found dozens, all of which he'd accessed in the last few days alone. I know there's a difference between online content and real life experiences, but to know that this is the kind of thing that turns him on really concerns me. Surely, if that's what he wants, then I'm never gonna be enough for him. And does this mean that after all this time together, he's secretly lusting after men? It's my own fault for digging. I know that. But now, I'm completely unsure of how to approach this subject with him. He's going to hate that I snooped, but equally, how can I keep quiet about such a horrifying secret? Please help. From curiosity, horrified the cat. I feel kind of really sorry for this person. First of all, I want to start out by saying, you know, as a married woman, there's chapters in lives. I mean, there's some, there were some tie-up years with me and Peter and some fun and you know, nothing incredibly violent, but like to each his own in bed. Like I, I often find when people are persecuted for what they do in the bedroom is wrong because everyone's allowed to have their kink, right? For sure. That said though, what do you feel about like, 
what are your thoughts about this man if he's in a, in a heterosexual relationship watching the homosexual porn? What do you think about that, babe? Is I've that, actually is that had, indicative? I've had, I have a, a heterosexual friend who, I, God, I hope she never hears this, who had this exact kind of uh, thing and she asked the same question. And my response then is completely different to what my response today would be. My response then was, you've got to break up with him. This man is gay and he's okay. closeted and he's gay and, okay. and there's, and I, I was very cut and dry, very judgmental. Okay. That's it. Right. It's done. Right. But, you know, I think life experience kind of, you see things differently and you see the nuances, like you said, there are with nuances. sexuality, it, there are so many nuances. I, I never assume anything about anyone about especially gay bisexual yeah. whatever i don't whatever assume your kink anything. is that's your business it's not even right. a kink oh. even it can okay. be a kink yeah. for some people yes right. like for him it might be a kink right but do you, do you ever watch the tv show catastrophe yes amazing show do you Lo remember watch catastrophe people catastrophe is one of the best tv shows Pro that it's has ever, available ever on been. prime and it is one of the best that has ever been on yes, television i for agree real. do you remember that there was there was an episode where her friend her friend's husband they divorced remember they have a friend uh i can't remember the actor's name oh. i tried looking it up right now okay. um he they're divorced and he's always wondered he's always had a uh curiosity about trans people he okay. wanted to be with a trans woman okay with you know boobs but everything else okay. intact okay and you know the when he tells his friend about it the 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 main character he tells the main character about it and he's just sort of taken aback but you know there's no judgment and he yeah. goes to seek it out yeah and you know it's in one episode where he goes to right. he just needed to see what see, that was right see what it is and it didn't because he wondered, didn't identify no. him or, or he ends up back with his wife yeah. later and and but it's yeah oh, who are we to I don't know you know it's who are too, we to know we don't know there's I don't know. <laughs> Other than being protective of his phone, he seemed they seemed to have a very fine relationship. Like it, there wasn't anything that stuck out to me. A red flag, in other words. For me, the red flag was the way that she is talking about. Oh, I had a paper that I needed to do, and I didn't have my computer. I feel like she's she using was this. snooping. I think she yeah, was snooping. I think, I think she, she was. Because I would be if somebody is very defensive. Yeah. A spouse is defensive about right about their phone I know something is up I mean yeah. there's no way I wouldn't that's a really good we I hand would, off our phones constantly like I would look absolutely absolutely really good point. pick up that phone I would absolutely I might have actually done that <laughs> so but so, that, so that is a red flag then if he is defensive then yes. he is hiding it then perhaps he does and and you know we don't know we're never the two no. of us are never going to know really what this man no. wants if it is a sexual fantasy or, or if, if he's something. done something, if right. he does something regularly. But what would we tell Curiosity Horrified the Cat? What would we say? I would I would absolutely 100% say talk about it. Okay. Bring talk it about up. it. I think so too. Not defensively right. and not Openly, don't accuse. Kindly. Yeah. Right. Just say, what is this about? You right. can talk to me about anything. What is this about? If you can't tell me what, you know, just well, tell me. What is it about? Exactly. You know, and do it that way. But I would 
I would definitely, I would not pretend like it never happened. It would be a heavy and continue thing a relationship. I know you would never trust that person no, ever, ever again. Ever. That's that's. It just it makes me sad because I I hope that they haven't been. I don't know how long. They a few even, years. I don't even know how they wrote this, and instead of just confronting it, I, I that's beyond me. Yeah, that they wouldn't just confront it straight out. I think that just speaks to a lot of people can't. I mean, yeah. you can, well, you, when you get older, it's easier to say, "Hey, what the freak is going yeah, on?" Yeah. But maybe when you're in your thirties, you're not as inclined. Yeah. But I feel like it. It makes me sad because, to me, whether or not gay, straight, or in, that's not the point. It could have been. Uh, it could have been something he was watching. Look, I worked at a health food store in Hermosa Beach, Mrs. Gooch's. I loved love your life. Okay. Uh, seriously, and this was just after high school, and um, I loved that job. I think I worked there for ten years. I loved that job, and there was a girl who worked in the vitamin department. She was fantastic, and she told me this: how she, her brother said, "You know what? Like, if you want to make some extra bucks, if you want to come clean my my place, her brother was had mm. money and whatever. If you want to clean my place, I'll I'll pay you to come over and clean." She's like, "Great, that's great." So she would go and clean. And in doing so, she finds a stash in a little secret spot of porn that he had. And it wasn't the porn. It's, a, you know, porn, everybody, whatever, yes, no big deal. Right. But it was the fact that it was amputee porn that he loved. He had stacks and stacks of amputee porn. And this is what really disturbed her. Like, why? How? What? What's, so where does that fetish even begin? You see, but you got to talk about it. And if this was her brother. If it was a, if it was a, her, her, his spouse, his girlfriend, you have to talk yeah. about it. You have to. And if you talk about it, it leaves it, 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 it leaves a place for it then, right. and then nothing right. else is affected. Right. Because I hundred percent think that, especially younger, maybe even older, but like porn is fine if that's what people need yeah. for visualizations for you know what i mean yeah for sure I don't, like some women are so like oh my god it's porn he's cheating that just is that's stupid and it's not true like no it's just not at silly. all not at all but in a situation like this the protection of it yeah you know but that could just be embarrassment you know again there could be many factors to this yeah. he might be don't touch my phone look he's, it he's, could have been he could have been watching a, a woman a, it could have been porn that he was watching and it's a woman on her own playing with a toy or right, something right. something that he's watching right. that he and that he would love to ask her about and just can't right. that happens all the time where right. a person wants something in a relationship sexually and wants something with their partner after years or even yeah. when they first meet and don't have the, the ability the ability or, to to or the vocabulary to right so you know they don't yeah. want to bring it yeah. about but they need it they need an outlet That's true, for babe. it maybe so he would love a little tie up and a little ass yes, it could be and anything that could be as simple as it comes it down to anything. right so yeah yeah but they got to talk to about it. To each his own. They yeah. do. They do. They do. Talk about it. And, you know, hopefully, on you know, it'll be an honest conversation and that you can move on from that. And for if sure. not, then, you know, yeah. things happen for a reason, yeah. you know? You know what? This is going to be the takeaway, of course, from this episode. The takeaway for listeners, what they're going to do the minute <laughs> they finish listening to this, you know what they're going to look up. They're going to Google amputee porn because... They probably never thought about it. I know I haven't. So All right, there you go. So, yes. Seriously, they will be. And go for it, you guys. But you know what? You know that somebody no in your household here. might find that. Yes. So make sure you let them know. Yes. Or lock it up good. All right. All right. Just a reminder again, guys, we do have an email. If you want to write in for some advice, that's pocketspod.com 
at gmail.com. Pocketspod at gmail.com. Fabian, it's always great to see you. Ditto, me too. Have a wonderful day, everybody, and we'll see you next time.